We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You are not guaranteed to be with the people that you love as long as you might think. So I'm, I'm with you. Take the trip, make the memory, spend the money, just do it. In today's episode of the Frugal Fit Mom podcast, I am talking to a longtime friend of mine. I would love to introduce you to my friend Kayla. We met when I was 13 or 14 years old and we have been friends ever since we're going on like 30 years. I can't even believe it. But what I found out recently is that my friend Kayla became a travel agent for Disney and I have long wanted all the tips and tricks Disney. I feel like it's so complicated to go. Can you even do it on a budget at all? Is it just a once in a lifetime blow the budget experience? I don't know, but Kayla has all of the secrets and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today to talk to me, to talk to you guys about all things Disney. She's gone multiple times. She's a Disney vacation member. Minnie Mouse is her favorite character, and she even has a Disney podcast. And if you want assistance booking a Disney trip, I will leave all of Kayla's contact information in the show notes or in the description if you are watching the video version. And if you don't mind, if you haven't subscribed yet, I would love it if you would do that. Leave me a review if you haven't yet. And let's go talk to Kayla. Can I ask you kind of a personal question? Sure. So when we knew each other as teenagers, I don't remember you being a Disney fan. Right. So how did that happen? So I went to the parks when I, so I'm the youngest of five. So I went to Disney World. I, my mom was waiting for me to get old enough so that she didn't have to push me in a stroller. And my dad's an engineer. So like one and done was his type of thing. And so she had to like get everybody lined up. And so anyway, I went when I was little first grade and then I didn't go again until I was a senior in high school. I went for my choir trip. So it really started to build the last I don't know, 10 years. So my husband and I, we did go to Disneyland for our honeymoon. So there's that. You're one of those people. (laughs) Well, it kind of worked out because Angela, I don't know if you remember our friend Angela. Yeah, I remember Angela. She was getting married and had her wedding reception down in Orange County. And so we're we're like, well, we might as well go to Disneyland too. So that's us. Okay. So since you've been to both Disney World and Disneyland. So I went to Disney World in like 94. So I was a teenager And my dad did it like super budget. I've never been to Disneyland. You know, growing up in Texas, Disney World kind of made more sense than to go the other way. How would you compare the two? Well, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give me three (laughs) bullet points of how they're different. Because in my head, Disneyland is just like the beginner starter version. So yeah, there are groups of people out there that would absolutely, you know, one is better than the other. I don't buy into any of that. I'm like, you take me to a park, I'm going to go and I'm going to have fun. But some of the big things, so yes, Disneyland's the OG. It's the original. I mean, Walt walked it. He built it. He lived in like an apartment above the firehouse on Main Street. So he had his hands all in that. But he also, you know, a few years later came up with the idea of Disney World. He didn't live to see that done. So his brother had to finish that. But I guess the main big things are there's two parks at Disneyland. There's four parks plus two water parks at Disney World. 
I guess the other big difference is as obvious is the weather is different. I mean, you're you have a chance of being cold at Disneyland ish. I mean, I'm from Texas, so that's kind of cold when it's 60. <laughs> <laughs> but at Disney World, it's gonna be hot and humid. Like right now, unfortunately, they have a hurricane headed towards Florida, I think they're gonna be safe with this one. So those are some of the big bullet points, I think. And your job, you just told me this, I find so interesting, is to help people book a Disney trip. Like if they have no idea what to do. So like for me, I would have no idea what to do because I don't know fast pass and you have to reserve a blah, blah, blah. And you have a genie wristband and I don't know, they keep changing it. Magic points. I don't understand the complicatedness (laughs) that they've put into it. And you're probably laughing at me because you're like, I know all that stuff. So (laughs) what you do is you help people like me put together a Disney trip, but it doesn't cost the person any extra, which is super cool. Yeah. So Disney, I mean, they are business. They are trying to make money. So like, there's no secret there, but they would rather have agents independent like us help people than for them to hire all their own travel people. And so I'm, I'm independent. I work with unlocking the magic travel, but yes, it's the same cost. If you as a consumer just went to their website and booked tickets and hotel, it would be the same cost if you work with me. But when you work with me, I can tell you about Jeannie stuff and lightning lanes and all that stuff and the magic fairy dust lines and all that yeah and i can steer you into the direction of making the trip make sense for your family like would it make sense to have hoppers would it make sense to stay for five days or seven or two disney world in two days who does that (laughs) i actually have done that this year it was insane i would not i would not recommend it for someone that's new (laughs) okay i want to know because i don't know anything as like someone who went to the parks 30 years ago and has never been back. And I'm like overwhelmed by the planning and the logistics of the entire thing. Wait, was 94, 30 years ago? 29. Yeah. Is it 29? Sorry that my brain was like, no, that's not right. You just freaked out. Didn't you? Did I do that right? No, you did. That was 30. (gasps) Kayla, that was 30 freaking years ago. I know. Yeah. We are ancient. (laughs) I can't believe I've known you that long. That's what's really crazy too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't been back to the parks in 30 years. Wow. So for me, who I'm like, you know, I watch videos and I've, I've tried to read the blogs and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. They just throw so much information at you because they know so much. And I feel like I'm trying to put together an Ikea dresser with no instructions. So if you were to give tips to me, someone like me, who's, who maybe wants to go, wants to take their kids, let's say they have small kids. So not teenagers like you and me, but like little littles, like zero to 10, let's say. Yeah. Where would you start? Where do you begin? Yeah. I think, I think the first thing when when planning is to try to kind of iron down a date. I mean, I would say June to August, almost actually June to September can be pretty brutal with heat. So with little kids, they, I mean, I see people pushing around, you know, their kids with strollers with the fans blowing in their face and, and you make it work. And I'm not saying you can't have fun or you shouldn't go if that's the only time you can go, but maybe iron out a time that you're willing to take your kids out of school. A lot of people do that these days. There's a lot of debate about that. I'm pro that, <laughs> but some people are. <laughs> Listen, because... you, know what, you know what my kids are doing on Friday at school? What? Outside water party. Oh, well. So listen, I, I have no issues taking them out of school yeah, to miss they're... a water party to go somewhere else. Yeah. So that's really the first thing is I would figure out when you, when you want to go. And then the next thing is try to figure out how many days when I plan with people, I typically recommend do, and this is Disney world, do two parks, take a day off, enjoy the resort, 
pool, swim, sleep, and then two more days. And that way you can do all four parks. And so let's ideally in an ideal world, it's seven days. You arrive and travel two parks, break two more parks and then go home. And then you go home and you're so sad. (laughs) When I went, we did four days three days of parks and one day of hopper pass. So back then, I think it was only Magic, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. No, Animal Kingdom wasn't there yet. It would have been Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. No, we didn't. I don't remember Hollywood Studios. Magic Kingdom, Epcot. What was the other one? Well, it was called MGM back then. Yes, yes, yes. MGM. Thank you. And then, so we did three days in a row and then a hopper on day four and left. And I'm not going to lie to you. On day four, my sister and I were dragging our feet with our heads down, so flipping exhausted, we couldn't wait to go home and sleep. (laughs) Because my dad, you know my dad. Yeah. At the gate, the second it opens, run to the best rides. Take it all in. Take it all in. We don't leave until they kick us out. Yeah. And when you do that for four days in a row, that takes it out of you. And that's why... There is going to be, there's an enough, like, I think you should just go in prepared that there's going to be a meltdown by each person. I'm serious. There's going to be a meltdown by each person at some point in the trip and you just have to roll with it. And then later they get an ice cream or the fireworks happen and everything's all better magically. There's a lot of magically. Yeah. (laughs) It's magically better with that Mickey ear ice cream. That's not my treat, but a lot of people like it. Ooh, what's your treat? What's the treat for you? My favorite thing is a donut. They have a Joffrey's donut that's, it's really big. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I can eat it all, but at the same time, like I can eat it all <laughs> and not share. Hey, there's no judgment um, over here. No, zero. There's a lot of good I, donuts I, growing up in Texas. So I went back recently, back to Texas recently, and we got a box from Shipley's. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And I, I ate one. I'm not a donut person. It's just not my dessert of choice yeah. or treat of yeah. choice. But I ate one and I was like, holy crap, this is why I don't like donuts in Idaho. Because right. this this Shipley's donut will blow your mind. Yeah. We don't have anything like that. You could go down a huge rabbit hole of videos and people's opinions on food at Disney. But it is, it is way above average than most amusement parks. Now, whether you're trying to go to Disney and be outside all day or go mountain biking or go for a hike, or if you live in a hot environment where you sweat a lot, it's really, really important to stay hydrated. And Element helps anyone to stay hydrated without the sugar and the other dodgy ingredients found in popular electrolyte and sports drinks. Huge thanks to Element for sponsoring today's podcast. So Element is a zero sugar electrolyte drink born from the growing body of research revealing that optimal health outcomes occur at sodium levels two to three times the government recommendations. This is all new information, you guys. Each stick pack delivers a meaningful dose of electrolytes free of sugar, artificial colors. Element is formulated for anyone on a mission to restore health through hydration. It's well-suited for athletes, which I am, folks who are fasting, those following keto, low-carb, whole food, or paleo diets, or even if you're just hanging out in Orlando outside all day and sweating constantly, you have to replace all of those electrolytes. Members of my community can receive a free element sample pack with any order when you purchase through my link. The website is drinkelement.com slash frugalfitmom for that free sample pack. Drinkelement.com slash frugalfitmom. All the info will be in the show notes or description box, depending on which platform you are listening or watching. And one of the best things about it is there is a no questions asked refund. You can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, 
give it away to a salty friend like me and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. If you can get it, the watermelon salt is my favorite flavor. Thank you to Element. Let's get back to chatting with Kayla. Okay, so you're saying pick a date. When we went, we went February, which was fantastic because yep. it was sweatshirt in the morning, take it off, tie it around your waist, super comfortable. Yeah, with you, avoid summer at all costs. Isn't it more crowded also? No, so a lot, it is actually. No, really? Yeah, the summer is not as crowded and really the the peak time, I mean, the worst time ever to go is between Christmas and New Year's. That's like parks are 10 out of 10 capacity wise. But they have a lot of, Halloween and Christmas stuff. So actually now to the end of the year is probably more the busy time at Disney, although it is okay. hurricane season. So it is risky to travel now. Okay. So you nail down your time frame and the amount of time that you're going, what's next location, like where you're staying. How important is that? For us, we've done it a lot of different ways. I've gone a lot of times. I've stayed at almost probably 75% of the hotels at Disney World. Disneyland only has three properties that are theirs. The rest are just Anaheim local hotels. But at Disney World, I've stayed at a lot of places. There is what we call the Disney bubble. So when you stay at a Disney hotel, you get to escape, like really escape a lot of the world and other things. And you're just in this bubble of cast members and people that work. The theming's amazing. The transportation is included. So when I can, point people to a Disney resort. I do. I don't get paid one way or the other more, more or less than, than one or the other. I just, I think that that is, if someone wants to have a really good experience, I know that they're going to have a good experience there. Okay. What's the cost difference? Is it way more expensive to stay at a Disney property than something else? So for example, I was looking up the Grove hotel. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's right there next to the property. It's not owned by Disney, but they have a free included water park. Oh, okay. On the property. And I only knew about it because my, uh, one of my friends, one of my YouTube friends went and stayed there and showed a bunch of videos. And I was like, this looks fantastic. So I went online, I found cheap flights to Orlando. So nice. I didn't know that we were going to do Disney, but I was like, Orlando's got all kinds of cool stuff. So maybe we do a trip. So I pulled up that hotel. It was only for my family of six, like $120 a night. Wow. And it includes the water park that yeah. you could just use. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to beat that price at a Disney okay. property. <laughs> and but, I will say the price yeah. probably changes depending on when you go. Absolutely. It depends on when you go. It, like you said, it's the party size. When you stay at a Disney property, they, it's not like you can say it's two people and there's really six. Like you have to tell them right. who's actually in the room because it attaches your, like there's perks. Like you get to go to the park early and all sorts of things. And if you're not attached to that room, they don't know that you're really there. If you want to stay right next to Magic Kingdom, you're talking five to $800 a night. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. How many yeah. people stay there? Like a lot. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rooms. You have to keep in mind, this is a worldwide destination. Like you're going to see people all over, you know, different languages <laughs> staying. So they they can host a lot of people. So don't freak out. That's a lot of sticker shock. If you stay at another spot, you're talking more like two or 300 a night. 200 yeah. I can more get behind. Yeah. 800 Kaylee's blew my mind. We went to Hawaii for way cheaper than that. Yeah. Although oh some gosh. parts of Hawaii are expensive, but yeah. Yeah. So here's just a pro tip. If you want to stay, I mean, and you feel like you're 
a Disney princess, some of these places, you're like, I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> you know, you have that really <laughs> royal feel, but do a girl's trip, like go with four friends. And then all of a sudden four adults are paying for that. And it's, it's manageable. Oh, that actually makes sense. I do see some girls do like a girl's trip to Disney and I never understood yeah. it before. It's yeah. making sense now. <laughs> it's the hotels. <laughs> it is. It's totally the hotels. Okay. Next, let's say I stay, stay at the Grove because it's cheaper and it's got the water park and we can yeah. just hang out on our days off in between, right? Yeah. Parking. Tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, there, that's the advantage of staying on property is you're, you're getting to the resort's with free transportation, you're not paying for parking, but it's probably, I want to say it's between 20 and $30 a, a day for parking. So not horrible. So I feel like it's pretty manageable. And they are, I mean, this, the moment you, in my opinion, the moment you step on Disney property, like you get treated so well, like even within the parking lot, they have trams to get you to the, and they're very friendly and helpful, but safe. And the tram gets you right to where you need to go. So it is possible. So that is one thing when I'm talking with people and planning, it's like, if you want to stay off property, that's fine, but you're going to have to also pay for a rental car and parking. So just make sure that you recognize that the savings isn't all, you know, just within the hotel price. Right. Food, food in the properties. Yeah. It's good. Give stuff. me, give me, give me a price range here. What are we talking? <sighs> okay. So this for your frugal part of you would be very excited to know that you can bring food in yourself. Oh, <gasps> There's Say no like, more. yeah, <laughs> there's no, I mean, I think alcohol or glass is probably, but that's pretty understandable for anywhere. But yeah, you can bring in all of your own food, water. I don't consider myself necessarily cheap, but when it comes to paying for water at Disney, I'm like, uh, uh. so I always bring in a refillable water bottle. They'll give you free water at almost any store or I mean, any shop or um, restaurant, but it can get pricey. The, the food can get pricey. If you want it to be, I personally am one of those that likes to taste everything, but I don't need like a huge portion. And so I'm all about like, okay, this kid gets this, this kid gets this. I just want a bite of one of these things and then I can move on. I don't know. Are you wanting a dollar amount of what? what... Yeah. Like I want to go get a standard burger with a plate of fries, no drink. What, what is that? 15 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Yeah, I would, I would say you can get it under 15. Yeah. Probably even twelve. Okay, so that, that feels like a standard theme park, yeah, price. And I would say the cool thing is you can order a lot of the food on your mobile app, and so there's no sticker shock. You're not waiting in line trying to do the calculation. You can do it while you're on a ride, or even before you go to the park, you can start to figure out how much you think it'll it'll cost. So when you say do it on a ride, <laughs> does that mean that most of the rides are pretty chill? Well, like there's, I, there's yeah. not some big thrill seeker rides going on there are definitely thrill seeker rides so i wouldn't recommend that maybe while you're waiting in line but when you're at a show sometimes you can just sit there and i'll just order what i want and i'll pass the phone to my other kids and you just put what you want and then we'll pay for it because the thing is i've learned that there's that hangry point where you're like the group is all going to fall apart if we don't make sure we get food after this ride and so i I just try to get it all set. And then once I we leave the ride, I say, you know, place my order. This is so fascinating. Tell me about the lines. So there's like a special wristband or pass or appointment on your phone. Please explain this to me. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know how much time you have. I have a whole podcast episode on Genie Plus. First of all, there's no requirement to have a wristband. You can use everything on the app to scan to get into rides. But yes, there is a, a ride skipping feature. That is extra money. It used to be included, but now it's not. You have to pay usually 20, $25 to $35 per day per person. 
So so does that include any ride you can skip? Any ride all that the, all the ride lines you can skip for all that the ride once. So you couldn't like do Space Mountain eight times, and you, you have to build it up. You can't do all. You can't like just go in and pick all of them for the day. You can pick one at a time. That's the part that makes me feel like I don't know that I'm savvy enough to tackle this. They, they have made it really user-friendly. Again, you have to keep in mind they have people coming from all over the world. Some of them don't even speak English, and they're able to still navigate it. You can absolutely, I always say you can absolutely go having really not planned and just show up, and you're still going to have a great time. You can wait in any line and still ride the rides that you want. Sometimes so you, you don't have to do the app thing. You don't have to schedule a ride. You don't. What is the wristband? The Genie Pass? What'd you call it? So the wristband, when you like enter the park, it has, it'll, it'll have your ticket on your wristband. And so you just scan your wristband, which is your ticket. It'll get you in the park. And then when you've saved, like you've saved Space Mountain at 10 o'clock and it's 10 o'clock, you go to Space Mountain and there's, there's a regular standby line and then there's the Genie Plus Lightning Lane. And that's where you would scan it and say, Hey, I have a reservation. My ticket on my wristband proves that I am in fact ready to go on this ride right now. But if you don't want the wristband, you just pick up your phone and, and show your ticket. Do you have to show your ticket at every ride? If you're, yeah, if you're using the line skipping thing. But if it's- If just, you're not. Once you're in the park, everything's paid for. Like it's all like, there's no like, I have to pay for more stuff. It almost made it sound like you had to have an appointment for every ride. And I was like, that feels too complicated. I just want to like pay, get in and then do what I want. But it sounds like you can still do that. Maybe you just wait longer. Yeah, it, I would recommend a hybrid. Like if you're willing to pay the $25, $35 a day. For me, I'm one that likes the details. And so for me, the ride starts when you get in line. Like the whole queue, the whole area is themed. It's not like Six Flags that we had growing up where it's just these rails and you're <laughs> waiting to get to the ride, which is fine. I'm not knocking them. But I'm just saying that that's Disney's thing is they're storytellers. And so the story of you know space mountain you're going to start entering the port and the queue yes the queue is a line but it is in the spaceport so okay okay yeah. this is so helpful so let me ask something else i heard recently that you you buy your ticket but then you also have to say i'm going to come on we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. In such and such day, and that's new-ish because what I remembered is you could just walk up to the ticket counter, buy your ticket, and go in that day. Yeah. Is that not the case anymore? That was a COVID thing. So after COVID, they mm. were trying to get numbers. But as of January 9th or something, beginning of January 2024, the park reservations are not required anymore. So, so that is going away. It's going away. I'm not sure about Disneyland. I keep waiting for that one to see if that's going to change. But for right now, you need to tell Disney World where you're going to go. I mean, it for me, it is it, it does feel like an inconvenience, but there is part of me as a park goer that I'm like, I want Disney to make sure they have enough staff to run these rides. Sometimes they'll only run like one of the trains on Big Thunder Mountain rather than two. But if they know we have a lot of people coming today, they're going to add more staff. What do you prefer? The rides or the shows? I'm the rides. You're a ride girl. Are you a thrill seeker ride girl? I feel like you are. 
I never was. I was always so scared. Like I wouldn't go on some of the big rides at Six Flags <laughs> when I was a teenager. And now I'm like all about it. So it's just helpful with my four sons. <laughs> I don't wimp out on stuff. I don't know if this surprised you. I was a thrill seeker rider. Yeah, the, I can the, see that. The bigger, the fastest, the better. Yeah. Even if I was terrified, I was like, we're just doing it, man. I will say, I know we're talking a lot about Disney, but I can book and I do book for Universal. I know their hotels and I like, because we're talking about, when we're talking about rides, like serious rides, um, Universal is definitely the place to go when you want the big thrill. Okay. That's really good to know because I was hesitant to go to Disney. First of all, because of the cost. Second of all, because of the logistics. <laughs> And third, because I knew I was like, you're going to ride. It's a small world. And then like the teacup spinny guy, when yeah. I want to ride the big, the big, fast adrenaline pumping roller coasters. Yeah. And Universal is where you go for that. Yeah. I mean, there, there, I can think of probably one at each park at Disney World. There's a new Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot, which is like my favorite roller co coaster. Really thrilling. So I wouldn't rule it out. Again, with Universal, it's not like this amazing theming all over the place and you don't get the same customer service, which is a really big deal for me. I like when people treat me nice, <laughs> but I like both and they both have their merits. So, Okay. So just for fun, I decided to go, I just Googled Disney World tickets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they have a four park magic ticket, four days. It's $99 a person. So that's going to be Magic, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Four admissions, four separate days. Each person total would be $396. So just for fun, just because I yeah. like the numbers, yeah. we're just going to do my family. And Haley's gone at this point, so I'm at five people, and we're all over 10. Yeah. Not in this case, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at tickets to get in for four days is $2,100. Right. That's with no extras, no passes, no right. nothing. Is that pretty standard? I mean, that is a sale. So that, that that's is, a sale. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's actually a pretty good price. Again, you're, you're talking to someone that's an annual pass holder. I go a lot. And so I've kind of learned to swallow some of the costs, but for me, this is just me that loves Disney. I feel like when you go in the park, you recognize and you see where the money's going. Like you see all the staff, you see all of the theming, you see everything that's included, all the shows, actors, all the stuff. So for me, the price kind of makes sense. I know it is out a little bit outrageous, but. I mean, it is four days. Usually when I go, I took my kids to Six Flags last year and we only went for one day. Mm -hmm. You know, you go and you do Six Flags for one day. You've done the whole park. Right. And then, and then we did SeaWorld the next day and we did the whole park in like half a day. I mean, we saw like yeah. four shows too, but you don't need that much time. And with, I feel like you can't even do one entire park in one day. Do you think that's accurate between rides and shows? I mean, I have a friend that went just at an eight day trip and she did like each park twice. I think they enjoyed that pace. I think that it's possible to do almost every park within a day. I think Magic Kingdom, you would, especially if you have little kids, I would go over two days. But you could you could definitely spend two days at that park. But I think the other is you would probably be satisfied with a full day. Okay. I just wanted to like price this out. Like let's say I take my family to Disney World. We get the four park pass, right? Yeah. And I I want to try and save some money because that is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna hang on. I'm trying to like Google this as I'm talking I to know. you. She's over here calculating. <laughs> if you could if you could pick a time of the year to go, when would you go? 
Mm. Probably either Halloween or Christmas, just because they decorate the parks so much and there's special parades and there's special fireworks. So probably one of those would be my first. And, and the weather is usually better. Although Halloween does start in August at Disney World. It's pretty insane. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry, I have to fill out all this. How many people? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know that's why you should call me. I can, I can do all that. You don't have to do the groundwork. <laughs> that's the that's the bonus of getting a travel agent do you call yourself a travel agent what do you call yourself yeah. disney planner all those things so for the dates i picked the grove hotel and water park resort is actually more than it was on my original hunt oh dang it I hate when that happens i know so right now it's 2 30 a night okay and it's like a full condo with a kitchen and the whole shebang so i'm looking at eighteen hundred dollars to okay. stay there, plus the tickets, plus four days of parking at the park. Yeah. Plus, I'm going to get a rental car. So let's say that's $1,000. Okay. I haven't bought food or purchased plane tickets yet. Or souvenirs. Or, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm spending all your money right now. <laughs> I'm at $5,000. I have yeah. not bought plane tickets yet. If I yeah. find a screaming deal, I could probably get that about $1,200, like a screaming deal. Yeah. Yeah. So let's add that in. So I'm at $6,200. Yeah. I haven't bought food or gas right. or Mickey it's helpful. ice cream. It's helpful that you got the kitchen at that hotel though. Cause then you would just, I would just have breakfast there. And so at that point you're talking two meals at the parks, or if you want to mm -hmm. bring in sandwiches for one of those and then just have one meal. Interesting. Uh, so when you yeah. help people book trips, what, give me a range of what they spend usually. I've helped so many different people with certain itineraries. I helped a family of four and they stayed at a deluxe resort, but they, they that's the one thing is that often they have sales. So I think they got a 35% off rate. I want to say it was about 5,500 for the park tickets and the hotel at the deluxe resort. So it is helpful when your family is a family of four. I have a family of six too. So that's why we're actually Disney Vacation Club members, which is the timeshare with Disney. Right, right. I know you did that many, many years ago. So I guess my question is, can you do Disney on a budget? Or is this something where you're just like, just do it the way it's meant to be done? I personally feel like there there is a, a middle ground. I feel like, I mean, I listened to y'all's podcast about what's worth the splurge. Like for me, it would be worth the splurge to, I don't know, to eat at one of the nicer restaurants because the restaurants are also very Disney storytell themed amazing, but maybe bring in a sandwich for the lunch, right? Or refill your own water. There's a lot of stuff. So I feel like there is a there is a happy balance because I I don't like to blow the budget, but at the same time, I recognize that if I would just put a little bit more money into something, then it, it would be worth it. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. What's interesting about you referenced the podcast Dave and I did on splurge splurges is it's so personalized. Yeah. Like what's important to me probably isn't important to you. Disney clearly is important to you. And it is also to a lot of other people, which is why the topic is so interesting to me because I only went the one time and I was run ragged <laughs> by my dad. It was really fun. But on day three, we were dragging. And on day four, we were death walking. Me and my sister, we were like, what, 14 and 12 or 14 and 11 or something like that. And we were exhausted just to have the experience. And we run from ride to ride. We don't waste a second. Like it's not, it's not really about the Disney characters. It's was the, the shows and the rides yeah. for sure. Yeah. And we didn't, yeah. we didn't do the food. 
So here's the thing. I Since you're my friend, I've done this mm-hmm. with other girls. Like, let's just do a girl's trip. And then you figure out what makes sense for your family and then later take them. <laughs> but I'll take you Disney and do Disney my way and show you all the stuff. I don't know if you're interested in going twice. But like, to me, that would that would probably help you have a better feel for what would make sense for your family. Kayla, let me tell you this. If you invite me on a trip, I will go. Okay. <laughs> how, how about that? Don't don't tempt me, Christine. <laughs> oh, as long as I can take you. Hang on. Think of what I want to do. I would love to go out in your mountain adventures. I totally, I, I'm like, oh my gosh. To me, I, that's the thing. I love nature and I get so much joy out of that. And to me, for Disney, it's my brain keeps going to, these are people, these are just ordinary people that use their imagination and they did this. And it's for my entertainment. Like that's, that's the gratitude I go to. Now, listen, there's crowds of people and it's hot and there's definitely, you can definitely go to the mindset of like, this is why am I here? Right. But I can also get to the other, other place. I'm trying to think of where I'd want to take you. Hawaii? Have you been to Hawaii? <laughs> I've been to Hawaii. You need to come with me up into the mountains in Idaho for a whole weekend. We can go whitewater rafting, horseback riding, take the boat across the river, eat ice cream. Yeah, no, sign me up. And then I'll take you on a river journey at Animal Kingdom where Ooh, you get- yes. They didn't have Animal Kingdom when I went, so I think that would be awesome. Yeah. I think if if someone doesn't have me as their friend and I'm not going to personally take them, you know, there's still ways to enjoy it. I've sent many people off on trips and the part of me that just loves Disney is that I'm like, why aren't they texting me every five minutes on what they're doing? And I want to know what's happening, but I'm like, that's not my job. It's just to help get them prepared. <laughs> okay. So what you do is you, are you an independent contractor Yeah, that works for Disney? Okay. So the way I understand it is very similar to my Amazon affiliate links. So if I recommend a product that you can purchase on Amazon, it's the same price, whether you use my link or not, like Amazon's yeah. going to charge you, let's say $30 for a pair of leggings. Okay. You're going to pay Amazon $30 for the leggings either way. But if you use yeah. my link because I recommended it, they're going to give me a percentage. It's a small percentage, but it is one yeah. of, of that purchase because the recommendation came from me. That's yeah. how Disney works for you from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, you can Google it. It's it's 10%. So Oh, it's 10%. Okay. Yeah. So they give 10%, but of course I'm with an agency. And so since the agency does things for me, I give part of that to them. For me, it's exciting because it's pretty simple and easy for me to do this but I have so much knowledge. Sometimes it's ridiculous that I can help people get to the right restaurant or know what time to go to the park. I think it's awesome. So if they want to go to Disney, they don't know what to do like me. Like I'd be like, help me with everything. They're not paying you an extra fee. So it's almost like they're using your services for nothing, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely free. I mean, I don't charge anything. I get their information and I book their stuff for them. But other than that, they're, they're not paying me any sort of fee. And where can they find you if they want to book so, something? So you can email me directly at Kayla Mackay at unlockingthemagictravel.com. We also have a podcast, Whistle While You Work. And so if you go to Instagram, there's a link on there to get a free quote. And so you just fill out your kind of like name and date and time and when you want to go to the parks and your budget. And then I can meet up with you and, or, you know, call you and let, let you know the price. Okay, awesome. How long does it take to usually put together a trip for someone? I would probably count on two phone calls. I would probably the initial, like, tell me like what you want. And I can kind of get a feel for, is this family wanting to splurge? Is this their one time ever? Or is this like, you know, and so I I can get a feel for that. I mean, they can tell me outright and write it down on their quote as well. And then I would book it. And then at that point, usually there is a call 
I would do it probably at least two weeks before your trip. You know, like the week of, or even a few days before your trip, you're all in a frenzy of like, do I have my ponchos and my sunscreen? So that's not the time to do it. <laughs> but probably a week, at least a week before, you're going to want to talk to me about making sure the app is all working. You know how to do Genie Plus if that's what you want to do. What time I would recommend leaving your hotel to get to the parks. You know, so I would probably say two phone calls and then emails and texts are, are good otherwise. If someone's on the fence between, okay, I have this money. I want to do a big family trip. They add up the Disney thing and they're like, woo. <laughs> that's a lot or we could go i don't know i did it once and i like i could have gone to italy for the same price okay <laughs> there is italy at epcot though i'm just saying <laughs> oh okay okay not the italy version but the epcot no, version it's... is that like seeing the eiffel tower in vegas but not yeah. <laughs> not in paris although they do have italian workers in the italy pavilion but anyway yeah really? i get what you're saying yeah so I'm saying like someone's on the fence. They're like, I want to do this thing. Do I want to do Disney or like, do I want to do something else? What would you say to that person? I feel like any trip where you're going to have your family be your center focus of making memories. I don't think it matters where the place is. Honestly, even me being a Disney person, I do think there is a uniqueness for me. I've been several times and I've always felt safe. So that to me is kind of a big deal. Like I, I don't have to worry about pickpockets and stuff that maybe you would in Italy or, you know, I, I, I want to go to Italy someday though. So I, I would just say, go take the trip, right? Wherever that is. You know, this might go in a weird direction, but just hang on with me for a second. Okay. <laughs> so my stepdad, I don't know if, ever, know if you knew that my mom remarried, but they were only married for a few, uh, like 10, 11 years. He got cancer almost immediately after they got married. And he, he, he went into remission, but it came back and, and it's what ended up Taking um, ending his life fairly okay. early. And he mm. was a very frugal, frugal person, saved a lot, didn't care about a lot of stuff because he wanted to live his retirement years a certain way, wanted to retire early. And he never got to do that. And I was there through the end, helping my mom after that he was young. And it's so heartbreaking to me because he had this hope for the future that was never realized mm. because his life was cut short. Yeah. And that experience to me pushed me into what you just said, which is take the trip. Yeah. T take the trip. Yeah. You are not guaranteed to be with the people that you love as long as you might think and watching, watching that change something in me. So I'm, I'm with you. Take the trip, yeah. make the memory, spend the money, yeah. just do it. Yeah. I think that for my husband and I, the one we do a podcast together, I think our love for Disney is kind of the direction that we want to go is that one day we want to start a foundation where we're sending families to Disney because it had such an impact on us and our family. We feel like it's a good experience to have. And I mean, I, I went with my friends, I was with girlfriends for this trip and we were in line to meet Minnie Mouse, which is my favorite. I'm sure you couldn't guess, but <laughs> the, the girl in front of us was there on a make a wish trip. I mean, Disney, rolled I mean they roll out the carpet right like they I mean I feel like they do that for any regular guest but they go above and beyond for special need you know special guests like that so anyway for me I I can see that it would be something worthwhile to help send other families to Disney because I think it's that great <laughs> I think that's amazing so Kayla thank you so much for joining me today and helping my audience understand all the ins and outs of Disney and myself, because I obviously don't know anything about it. You're getting so, there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. But if anyone wants to contact you, 
about Disney or something else to your podcast, I will leave all of that info in the show notes. So thank you so much. And I will be back next week for a new episode.